I'm really excited about this morning because we're calling it Stories of Hope. And we need some hope right now. And so in the midst of all that we're going through, in the midst of this crisis and pandemic, I just really felt like you guys needed some encouragement. And so you're gonna hear from a bunch of different voices today, people within our church, on our staff, some church members and attenders, and hear about some of the things that God's doing. And I'm just so thankful for these people who are willing to share their stories, all different stages of life, all different situations, but just God on the move, writing stories of hope. And I hope you know today, he is writing a story of hope for you in the midst of what you're going through as well. No matter what you're wrestling with today, there is a story of hope being written by God. He has you, you're in his hands. And so today we're gonna start out with a video from someone within our church named Nicole Summers. And so I want you guys to go ahead and check out this video and find great encouragement in it. Hey guys, it's Nicole. Uh, I want to share with you what God is doing in our home during this pandemic. The toughest thing has been uh, being unemployed and going out of business, um, possibly for forever. Um, it's been, it's shaken me a lot and it's also pretty humbling. Um, but God, who is so rich in mercy and so compassionate, has shown every day how he is intimately involved in every aspect of my life. Um, this pandemic has highlighted my weakness and really my utter dependence on him. Everything that we have right now, I can't claim that I have, uh, any of it is from my own hands. Um, he is using you, our church family. He is using friends. He is using people I don't know to provide for us in the form of, um, we have paper towels at our doorstep. Uh, people are showing up with food, um, gift cards, money. I get you know texts from people checking in. People pray with me over the phone. Um, we have received an overabundance of generosity. And each one of those gifts, each one of those texts is better than Christmas because it's the king of the universe that is moving and commanding people's hearts to care for us. And I'm able to look back now and see just years ago where he, God laid the foundations and put things into place so that we could get through this pandemic, whether it's you know bringing us to the church or surrounding us with friends and teachers and godly people that just love us. Um, I could not have picked anything better than what he has designed for us. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in the Psalms and there's two passages that I'm going back, that I go back to repeatedly. The first is Psalms 103, 13 and 14. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. God knows how weak we are because he made us. And yet he pours out compassion on us because he's our father. And the other part is Psalm 94, uh, 117, 18 and 19. If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart were many, your consolations cheer my soul. 
So God's steadfast love, and I looked that up and the Psalms referred to his steadfast love 123 times. And steadfast means resolute with unwavering focus. The cares of my heart are so overwhelming as I know yours are, but God has us in the palm of his hands and his steadfast love and his glory is on full display for all to see during this time. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing such an incredible story with us. And I wanna thank you guys. Church, you are the people that are providing. You are the people showing up with paper towels and checks and uh, texting and calling and praying and encouraging. Thank you. And Nicole, we're so blessed to see what God's doing in your life. Well, today I wanna also invite somebody up to share with you guys. Uh, I'm gonna ask Anthony Karai if he'd come up and I'm just gonna ask him the question, what is God teaching you during this time? What are you learning during this time? Yeah, um, just because we have a lot of time, extra time, I, I personally do. I've been just kind of just having more extended quiet times with personally with God and it's just been really awesome. And just because of that rest, I've just learned so much about myself and just learning things that like things that I cover up a lot and things that are I just kind of hide and don't deal with. Just because of that extra time, it just God's just chiseling me away at some of those like bitterness, heart issues that no one likes to talk about. But it's just been good because of this extra time. I've just been learning that resting in Jesus is so important and it refreshes my soul. So. Awesome. Love it, bro. Thank you so Sweet. much, dude. I so love you, Mom. appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. Well, next we have a video from Brendan Hodick. A lot of you guys know him. He's one of our drummers. He's always a huge mastermind behind the Christmas special. And he got the virus and was incredibly ill. And so he's going to share a little of his story in this video. As some of you may know, I came down with COVID-19 back in March. And this virus, it's affecting people differently. But for me, I had a pretty serious case. I'm an otherwise healthy 29-year-old, but as of recording this, it's just about six weeks since I first started experiencing symptoms, and I'm still not fully myself. I continue to have some heart concerns, some breathing issues, and just am generally exhausted most of the time. And this is the best of it. During the worst of it, if I'm honest with all of you, I wasn't quite sure that I was going to make it through. I became very aware of my own mortality during that time. But God has used that to teach me a few things. And the first takeaway is the reality of him and the reality of what we believe. When you are faced with that sobering fact that you might not make it through to the next day, God becomes much more real. And you start to think, I believe, but do I live like I believe? Do I really live like at any moment he can come and take me home? And during those times when heaven felt like it was just an inch away, I felt him more near to me and close to me than I ever have. The second thing I learned, and I'm sure all of you are experiencing this as well, is just how little power I have over anything. We often think that we have control over our lives, but the truth is that we don't have control over anything. And there's this beautiful helplessness that I found myself in during this time. I say it's a beautiful helplessness because even though I have no control over everything, God has control and power over everything. 
And what we know about God is that he is good, he is loving, he is gracious, his steadfast love never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. And if that's true, and it is, then we know that if he has complete power over us, we can trust him. Whether we are healthy or sick, whether we are struggling financially or we feel secure, whether we're hungry or whether we're full, we know that the God of love, who has complete control over our lives, is going to come through for us. And so I have found the ability to rest even in the midst of all this turmoil. And the last thing I've been learning about is forgiveness. We often read about the apostles. We read how Peter denied Jesus, and we think, how could Peter deny Jesus after just seeing him walk on the water? And we think, if I saw those things, if I saw that miracle, I would never sin again. But I can tell you that even faced with this experience where I thought I was not going to live beyond this, I still find myself walking away from God at times. And he has continued to show me his love, to show me his forgiveness and understanding, and show me that this Christian walk is a process. Sanctification is a process. And I felt convicted to extend that forgiveness to others. There's a lot of fear, a lot of stress, a lot of tension, and a lot of disagreements going around right now. And God has been showing me that it's our job as Christians to be showing love and forgiveness to others. Show them love, whether it be physical acts of kindness, but also showing them love internally and making sure that we love our neighbors as ourselves. We're going to make it through this. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. But while we're here in the night, let's learn a few things so that both during the night and later on, when the morning comes, we can represent God and show his love to the world. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brendan. So appreciate your story, man. And we're so thankful that God touched you and you are getting better and better. We're going to keep praying for you, but we so appreciate your your candor and just the, the depth of what you brought. Thank you so much for that. Next, I'm going to invite our youth pastor, Joey Lucci, up and just ask him a similar question. I just want you guys to hear some voices today. So again, voices of hope, stories of hope. So Joey, what have you been learning during this time? So for me, I think what God has been teaching me is how important it is to live in the present. Um, I can get so caught up in the future and how this is all going to unfold. You start to think about when is this all going to end and you start going down all these different rabbit holes and it's so easy for anxiety and just panic to kind of set in when you start thinking that I'm playing out all these different scenarios in my mind and next thing you know, you're almost in like a panic attack and it's just so important that we stay in the present. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, live in today. Today has enough trouble of its own. And when I'm not worrying about the future, I can almost find myself worrying about the past. And I find myself going into things that happened years ago and just worrying how that's going to affect my future. But that's not where God would have us live. And there's so many different what ifs right now. And what I would encourage you in and what God is teaching my heart is just to enjoy today, live today to its fullest, and don't get caught up in what's going to happen in the future. Surrender it to him. Because that's really what's happening is our hearts are trying to grab onto control of all these different scenarios and we're not truly trusting God with everything that we have and and that's not easy because I want to control how things happen but God has 
a plan in all of this. So for me, I'm just keeping busy. Doug, I'm trying to do anything I absolutely can. I'm building things. I'm YouTubing things. If you need work done at your house, I'll come. I'll wear a mask. I'm just trying to stay busy. But, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy every single day and living it to its absolute fullest in the moment. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. So appreciate that, man. That's great stuff. Appreciate that big time. And again, what I love about this is you're hearing from all different stages of life, perspectives. I'm guessing some people lost their jobs, like Nicole. I'm guessing some people had the virus, like Brendan. I'm guessing some people are wrestling with some anxiety and, and worry about tomorrow, like Joey and the rest of us, right? And so I, I love the different perspective. Anthony, just thinking about, you know what? I'm going to make sure that God is, is really x-raying my heart right now. Like, I love that. So, so many different awesome things. I appreciate these perspectives. So I'm going to invite Andrew and Steph Muller, if they'd come up now. And I'll just, again, ask the same question. What are you learning or what's God doing in this time? So our story actually starts back in May. Um, I graduated from my master's program. And we decided that for that summer, we would just take that off. We wouldn't, I wouldn't be applying for jobs. But when September came, we felt that God was saying to still wait which was really frustrating and then became this long waiting and confusing season. And there just felt like a lot of uncertainty. But at the same time, the few times that I did try to apply jobs, those doors slammed shut. So when January was approaching, we were kind of thinking like, okay, finally, like can move on to the next thing. 2020. <laughs> um, but on December 29th, um, Andrew had a really bad burn accident and we started the year and we started January with burn appointments, bandages, and that just heightened everything. More uncertainty, more concerns about finances and how are we going to transition to the next thing. But in February, when I started to apply to jobs, it all worked out and came together so quickly. And I actually started my new job the same day that my agency was figuring out all of their COVID-19 updates. So we've been talking about how we don't even know if I scheduled my orientation date for the next week. We don't even know if I would have, have a job right now. So it's been crazy seeing how all of this has come together and looking back and seeing um, just how God was there and that being obedient in that season was so worthwhile. Yeah. It was a crazy beginning of this year, to say the least. Um, but to see, you know, I felt like God said to us, hey, this is going to be a year of harvest. And then all this stuff happened, um, which is really kind of like, oh, I, is that on pause? It's, is that still a promise that you are giving? But just to see how, you know, if she had her orientation a day later, she wouldn't have gotten the job. Um, and God came through on that. And, and, you know, we know and we kind of hold that as like a really special thing because we've been at this for months and y even years just preparing, hey, you know, with this next step. And to see God just open a door during a time where there, there is really no, you know, way to be made. He made the way. Um, and, you know, we've just been blessed in a lot of different ways during this time. That's a hard time. Uh, we, we do have our moments. I have my moments. Uh, there are really hard things that we're all going through and struggling with. I mean, busyness and, and weirdness during this time. Um, but one thing that I think God was really showing us was that he is no respecter of seasons in the sense that the pandemic may be a thing, but his hands aren't tied. That he's not like, oh, there's a pandemic, I can't do anything. That he, he came through for us. And, and if you're in a different situation here today and, and you're just waiting for that breakthrough, you just lost your job or you, you're in a financial hole, um, God will come through. And as we lean into him, he's going to open up doors. If he opened up doors for us in a weird time, really hard time, 
uh, he could do the same for you guys. And so hang in there, keep fighting. Uh, your season of harvest will come. Um, but we, uh, beyond it all, uh, what matters is how we serve and love him. And we'll do our best doing that. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Story of hope, guys. Hang in there. Hang in there. I know we've got some people in some challenging spots with their employment. Hang in there. God came through for them. He's going to come through for you. Story, stories of hope. Next, we're going to hear from Pastor Pavone. And man, he's getting a little touchy-feely in his old age. I'm just going to warn you before you see this. But he's come through a season where he was quarantined literally by himself for weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, you'll see what God's been doing. I mean, I think you'll be a little surprised. It's, it's an awesome thing when God touches one of his children. But what I've discovered is that uh, just as important, uh, maybe secondarily, is, is the human touch. Uh, when, when we're touched by another person or when we touch someone, uh, being uh, or having the virus, I should say, uh, and being quarantined for uh, weeks and weeks and weeks, probably more time than I even had to just to be cautious. Um, somebody would come to the door, ring the bell, and I would yell, unclean, unclean, you know, like the uh, leprosy that's uh, recorded in the Gospels, which, which makes it so much more meaningful for me when Jesus encounters a man who had leprosy and, and he says to Jesus, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. You can make me clean. And, and Jesus doesn't just speak the word uh, over him. Uh, actually, the Bible says Jesus touched him. Uh, and he, here you have the, the double touch. You have the touch of God and you have the touch of a human being because Jesus was both God and man. You may have heard some of the stories uh, at the end of different wars, lots of orphans in, uh, in nurseries, uh, not enough staff to comfort and uh, touch uh, the, the children and, and many of them that did not have that touch. Now they were cared for, they, they were you know fed and they were changed, but they weren't held. And so many of them did not develop well because of that lack of touch. Years ago, I used to use an illustration uh, in preaching of uh, a thunderstorm and the child that yelled out to mom and dad, uh, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, and the, the response would come back from the parent saying something like, honey, you don't have to be afraid. God is with you. And then a couple of minutes later, the child would say, would say, yeah, but I know God's with me, but I want somebody that I could touch, somebody that I could feel. And, and that is so true. We, we, we need that secondary uh, touch from another human being. Uh, my, my first hug was about a week or so ago. Uh, Anthony and Shannon uh, came to, to the house and I opened the door and Shannon just threw her arms around me. And I was, first I was surprised because uh, I hadn't been, I hadn't been touched, hadn't been hugged in weeks and weeks. And, and it was just so good. Uh, it was, it's, it, it's like it did more for my, my soul than anything else. Um, I, I, I would love to tell you about the miracle of my wife, but I'll save that for another time, how she survived 12 days on a respirator. Uh, but one thing I, I, I will draw out from that is, is the touch that came from the community who, who interceded and lifted her up before, before God and, and touched heaven on her behalf. And she really is a miracle, and I, and I lo love to tell her story or have her tell her story. 
And so my, I just won't close with this. My favorite emoji has now become, you know, the smiley face with the two hands like this. I must have sent out thousands of them over the last number of weeks. I love that emoji. Uh, I can't hug you right now, but I'll send you my emoji. Okay, here it goes. Thank you. Thanks so much, Pastor Ravone. I think he's going to be hugging everybody when we get back to church. But how cool that God just touched him in a very specific way in a specific situation that he was going through and enduring. And so, Pastor, thank you for sharing that. Man, we are so thankful that Kathy came home. And, man, God's doing such amazing things. What, what an answer to prayer. All right, next, I'm going to ask Joe Levante to come up and share. And, uh, again, just same question, man. What's God been doing? What you been learning during this time? Yeah, so around the time that the quarantine had started and all this started popping up, I had read an article just talking about some of the other quarantines that had happened throughout history and I read about some of the famous people who did really incredible stuff while they were under quarantine. Uh, things like Isaac Newton, who like discovered the theory of gravity while he was under quarantine, and, and different things like that. And so uh, God started impressing upon my heart, like, hey, uh, the people around you are going to just be on TikTok, or they're just going to watch Netflix, and you should find time to relax, but you should also find time to learn. And uh, so I've just been trying to read and learn as much as I possibly can, which has been really awesome. And then also at the start of quarantine, I had just kind of begun my quiet time in the book of Jeremiah. And that basically took me through till about last week. And one of the things that was impressed on my heart uh, throughout the book was God's incredible patience for his people. Um, As he's calling them into exile, as he's trying to get them to turn their faces back to him, and they just won't, they keep going into idolatry, he just shows incredible patience for them. And, and what I love with New Testament eyes is how we, uh, we get to have all the blessings in Christ without any of the curses. And uh, God is showing incredible patience for us in a time where we need to exercise patience. God is showing incredible patience for us. And uh, man, that's just something that was impressed upon me that I love just dwelling in. Man, when I fall short, when I don't live up to the expectation. God is showing patience for me, and I am just walking in the blessings that Christ has given me without having to bear any of the punishment because he's already taken that for me. So, Amen. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I've been reading through Jeremiah, too. We're actually going to start a series either the next Sunday or the Sunday after on that. I'm excited about that. Thank you, Joe. That's beautiful, man. So appreciate that. So true, and, and love the depth, man. All right, well, we're going to close our, our time before I wrap up after this with a video from my beautiful wife, Kelly. And um, she just has some really neat things to share with you about what she's gone through with her mom in the hospital and being so close to death and just what God did and how she's been growing during this time. So you can check this out. So the hardest thing over this last six weeks have been my mom fighting for her life, you know, not being able to be with her and, and come alongside of her. And, and that pain of not being with her is so deep it's something that i can't even describe and alongside of that our daughter bryn was supposed to have surgery when this all started and they canceled that surgery and she's been in pain for so long and and now she's still in pain pretty much every day and not knowing when that will happen and when she will have a relief but the two words that have been just coming into my heart and mind on a daily basis over these last six weeks are trust and praise just those two words, when I'm laying in bed and I can't fall asleep, but just those two words come to me, trust, praise. When, when I'm about to get up in the morning and I don't know what the day is gonna hold, those two words have been coming to me again, trust him, Kelly, praise him. First, trust. You know, the greatest battle that we are facing right now is not the battle for things to get back to normal. It is really the battle for our faith, that each of us would come out the other side of this, not just with our faith intact, but with our faith strengthened, 
with, with our faith even stronger in the incredible God that we have and that we serve and that loves us and is with us. How do we do that? How do we come out of the other side of this with stronger faith? Isaiah 26, 3 says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This verse has been an anchor to my soul even before any of this happened. This is a verse that we used at the last deeper together. And, and this is a verse that um, a sweet neighbor put in a card in my mailbox when things were really grim and, and really dark with my mom. God calls us to completely trust him, to trust not only that he is with us and that he has us, but he is working right now, even through such difficult and painful circumstances. Even if we don't see it, even if we don't understand how that is possible, God is still at work. And the only way that we can trust like that is by fixing our eyes on him. One of the things that I've come to just realize over this last six weeks is I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to know when this is going to end and how it's going to end. I just need to look to and trust the one who holds all things together by the power of his word. And so trust is what has been coming into my heart and mind every single day. Besides trusting him, worship has been a huge part of getting me through these last six weeks. Some verses that I love in Habakkuk say, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yields no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. No matter what is going on, you and I have every reason to praise. If my mom lived or she went to be with Jesus, we would have every reason to praise. If our daughter Bren gets relief in the next coming weeks or it's months down the line, you and I have every reason to praise. If life begins to get back to normal soon or it takes a long time, you and I have every reason to praise. Why? Because he has saved us, because he has redeemed us, because he has poured out his grace on us. He is worthy of our praise. Now, every morning, since my mom has been able to talk again, I, I talk to her and, and she says that she can't wait to get up in the morning and to put on worship music, just fill her heart and mind with worship. And she's so easily moved to, to worship and, and just tears as she does that. I've talked to so many of you who have said worship is getting you through this time, that when you're discouraged and, and when you're beginning to despair, that you begin to worship and something happens, your heart is lifted up. You know, worship reminds us of who God is and it puts everything into perspective. And so we, we praise him during this time. I think something else that is so important to say during this time is that trusting and praising doesn't mean that we aren't real with how we feel during this time. You know, faith isn't pretending that everything is well when it is not. God invites us to pour out our heart to him. Every pain, every fear, every frustration not run from him, but run to him with all of these things during this time. You know, more times than I can count in the last six weeks, I've dropped to my knees sobbing in, in desperation. And over and over again, those tears by the end of that time turn to tears of worship. As I just remember that God sees, he sees the tears, he sees the hurt and the pain, and he makes account of those tears and he is with us. So even as we walk through these difficult days, whether they be soon behind us or we still have a long road ahead of us, we know that God is worthy of our trust 
and he's worthy of our praise. And those two things, trusting and praising, is really what has carried me through this time. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kel. So appreciate your story and your heart and your love for Jesus. Uh, these stories of hope are real. This is just us living our lives. And I wanted you to hear a voice besides mine today. I wanted you to hear a bunch of voices just talking about God's faithfulness and that he is still working. Are you hearing me on that? God is still working right now. Don't lose heart. Stay encouraged. Continue to look to Jesus. He loves you. And this stuff is out of our control. And it's kind of, you know, confusing. It's disappointing. It's painful. Some of you, it's, it's agonizing right now. But God is still at work. And I want you and I to lean into it. You know, we're going to go through this quarantine whether we want to or we don't want to, whether we're going to kind of stay surrendered to God or kind of go at him, whether we're going to lean in or we're going to run. I mean, we, we really get to choose how we approach God and how we stay near him. And so I want to just plead with you today, say, lean in, lean into him today. He's writing a story of hope for you. He is writing a story of hope for you. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you've heard several of our staff and some of the people on the video say today that Jesus has made the difference. Jesus has saved. Jesus has given peace. Jesus is with us. Jesus is a healer. Uh, Jesus is a provider. He's a counselor. He's a friend. And today, we want you to know who Jesus is. He's the Savior of the world. The Son of God came to die for you and me. He was brutally murdered, nailed to a cross, placed in the grave, but rose back from the dead. And he loves you today and he accepts you as you are. He wants you to come to him as you are. And we want you to know that he wants to write a story of hope for you as well. And so I'd love for you to put your trust in Jesus today. I'm gonna give you a chance to do that in just a minute. But Christians, let's keep on being the church. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's impact people this week. Let's live a revolutionary life this week and watch how God isn't just writing a story of hope for you, but he'll write stories of hope through you for other people. Let's pray together. God, we're so grateful for these stories. Thank you so much that you are active right now, God. Thank you so much. Like it was said today, your hands are not tied. You are still working. You're still impacting. You're still on the move. In fact, I believe now more than we've ever seen in our church's history, God. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I just pray, God, encouragement for those that are ready to give up. I pray strength for those who are weary. I pray, God, healing for those who are sick, provision for those who are in need. I pray peace for those who are anxious. I pray for each and every one of us that will allow you just to examine our hearts. And God, we just long for more of you during this time. And thank you that you're writing stories of hope for us. If you're not a follower of Jesus and you wanna put your trust in him today, I'd love for you to just pray with me now. You can just say something like this. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking my sin and removing it for carrying that burden for me, for being placed down in the grave, rising back from the dead so that I could know you and be saved. And God, now I'm asking you to write a story of hope for me. Thank you for this gift. In your name we pray, amen.